Welcome to the fourth episode of The Craft. Um, blessed be, Ron. How are you? Blessed be, Kerrigan. I'm very well, and you? <laughs> Good. Very well. Thank you. So tonight is the uh, Boston Soiree. Wonderful. Very excited about it. Uh, a couple of people are coming, um, not just a couple, but, you know, and it's going to be really, really good. Uh, I, we have, uh, I don't know if people, we're, we're talking about the Suarez, but people don't really know what it is. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a good point. You know? Right? Oh, Suarez, yeah. Suarez, Suarez, and then nobody knows what the Suarez is. <laughs> what is the Suarez? <laughs> it's a secret ritual that I'm we sure do. <laughs> Many knows, but there's certainly a few that wouldn't know. Yeah. Right. So this foray is is a, an evening with initiates, and for those that are actually either curious or they don't really, you know, they want to spend a um, a very pleasant night um, talking about magic and the occult. So that's what the soirée is, and. Um, it, we have a soiree in Rio, Sao Paulo, there is a soiree in London, there is a soiree in, uh, well, one just happened in Cape Town, and there is another one in Johannesburg. And, um, right, so... Uh, I believe it, there's New Orleans as well. Yeah, uh, yes, there, that's right. There's New Orleans as well, which is a great uh, group. So there is there is uh, a lot of... Um, and it's very interesting if someone can travel around going to each of the, of the <laughs> <Yes>. soirees. <laughs> they all have... Uh, they're all, they're all uh, a little bit different because people are different in each one of them. And it's really um, a, an opportunity to uh, ask questions and, and do all of that so um and sometimes you know one question is asked and the conversation just starts over you know and and it goes through the whole evening just one question absolutely, <laughs> um, absolutely. right so uh, did i describe well, it well or did i i think it? so and it's also the fact that we um don't really do uh, public rituals as a rule or public sabbaths. So if you wanted to get into contact with initiated priesthood in the Alexandrian tradition, you would have to make contact with them. And uh, in this way, you could come to a soiree and have any questions that you have answered. Um, it's a really good place of contact. And it's not only that. The, the, only, the other thing is that normally people say, oh, how do I go about to ask for initiation? Well, you ask. That's the thing. Mm. And, uh, you know, there is a period of time where the person actually asks the questions that they have about the tradition and about witchcraft. And, and this is the perfect opportunity to do it. It doesn't mean that only people that are interested in initiation come to the soiree. Actually, no. Um, there's a whole lot of people that just love to be, you know, spending an evening and talking about magic and the occult. And that's basically it. But mm. um, those interested this is the perfect opportunity for them to actually ask um, the priesthood the questions that they have and have answers back um, and then of course you know if they decide to ask for initiation then that's, that's that so um, it, 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 for, it serves a, a, a lot of purpose um, various well, it purposes. takes us back to that feeling of the 70s doesn't it right, right. Um, I think the, that was such a wonderful mm. time mm. in for occultism and witchcraft in, in England specifically right. but I think also in America it was starting to yeah. get yeah yeah you know, so it, it really is a very it's very important I think to takes us back to the evenings of magic right <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's the soirees right so um, they had this in Portugal as well and they had it in the circuits of um 
of literature, um, and I'm talking about poetry and all of that. So they mm. would have, it, it would be the intellectual um, and the artists, right, that would come mm. together in an evening. Um, and other people would come that were not artists just to listen to them. And this then, you know, um, became later on, uh, of course, a happening, right? So something that, you know, but they would, they would meet. Um, and I'm talking like the top of my head. I mean, the, the uh, artists, for instance, in Paris in 1940 or, yeah. you know, uh, going into this, um, you know, a place and, and have drinks and, and talk about art and maybe even, you know, draw a little thing or two in the <laughs> napkin um but you know what i mean so mm, it's mm, really mm. it's really a interchange of um concepts ideas you know so it's really a very interesting um historically right so it takes us back yeah, to the yeah. arts as well and so it's a very interesting thing that they did in the in the 70s in london and and of course you know uh trying to uh continue this uh the legacy and it really is very interesting to see how people react to that because it's it's a totally different world isn't it you know yeah it's not a, it's and... not a pagan gathering it's not no a, no it's not very different and i think sometimes even those accounts where i hopefully i've seen Seemingly, right. mostly uh, pleasantly surprised by what it's like. Um, it's it's a it's right, right, a different right. feel. Well, yeah. The, so there is the concept of pub moot, right? So mm. which is a gathering in a pub, which is a totally different environment. Um, mm. They did it in the seventies as well because they went to the pub. You know, Alex was always in the pub. Um, yeah. you know, they were, they, they would go after the rituals and all of that. So, but, um, the, but the thing is that it, this is the, this is different. This is a place. It's usually that, in someone's living room. As right. Well. So it's, so it's, yes, different... so it's a private, um, uh, thing. And then, and, and it is meant to be, um, uh, not a social gathering, but rather, uh, um, a meeting. Uh, instead mm. so and people might say well what, what is the difference between meeting and a, and a gathering oh, of people there's a difference there there's is a difference there is. and you see it when it happens right uh, well <laughs> uh, there is i remember i remember for instance an example of one of the brazilians that said well what what is the what is the difference between the gathering and uh you know, uh, we all do it. And they said, well, you obviously didn't come to one of the soirees because it's yeah. right. It is different. It's totally it is different. very different. You yeah, can yeah. see it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a, it's a meeting with intent, I suppose. Exactly. <laughs> Which is a, a very basic block of magic, isn't it? So, it um, is. you know, the intention, the action of intent, uh, the intentional action. So it really is very... Um, very in tune with uh, from the beginning, uh, from the very you know uh, beginning with that. So it really is it it really is something that it's uh, well thought out and you know not really a gathering and a, a gathering of people, but, but but a meeting of people because they go there with a purpose. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, enough so about we... the. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is wonderful. Um, yeah. It's important that uh, we do explain what it is. You know, we mm. keep on blurbing about soirees right. if we don't right. explain what it is. An interesting uh, question came in um, from one of the listeners. Mm -hmm. um, it's a funny thing. I think as an issue, we sometimes take the very basics for granted, the very basic concepts, the basic idea of a coven. 
mm-hmm. was a question that came up. What is it? You know, what is a coven really mm-hmm. um, within traditional Wicca, within the Alexandrian tradition? It's, it's it, you know, it's not just a group of people working together because they've got a you know common interest. It's a little bit more complicated th- mm. than that, isn't it? It, and it, I think yeah, the question yeah. really is about what is a coven really then in our practices? <laughs> um, you know, the naughty in me <laughs> is formulating <laughs> a very strange answer to this. <laughs> um, you know, what do you think, Ruan? Well, of course, when we are speaking of a coven in the Alexandrian tradition, these are all initiates and priesthood. Mm-hmm. A coven isn't just a group of people that work together. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. But it becomes almost an entity in its own, in its own, in its own right. Mm-hmm. You would have a lot of discussions in the more ceremonial magic groups about the lodge and its particular you know, influence upon the area it's working, mm-hmm. its particular um, flavor and catchphrase for the, the egregore of the group mm-hmm. um, that develops. So this is really a living thing. It's an organism in which people develop, in which priesthood develops. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's much more than just a group. Well, yes, and it's also an environment where people learn, isn't it? So uh, because others will, might have... Uh, more experience and and of course you know if they do then they welcome the person that it's a new initiate and and there is a teacher um and the practice in the group is what really makes it uh, which is very interesting because it it makes it takes us into this thing i mean is it when are you an alexandrian when you're practicing alone and are you an alexandrian well you are an alexandrian when you're practicing in a group but are you really? Um, when is there any solitary practice in the Alexandrian tradition? Um, is or can you practice alone? And how is that work? Is that different from practicing in a group? Of course, it is. Because, Indeed, you know. But a common you thing think? you hear in non-initiatory craft is, of course, the whole thing of oh, you know, I'm just working solitary. I just don't like working <laughs> with groups, which is which is fair enough. You know, the witchcraft <laughs> historically yeah. probably was more practiced. Uh, well, know, it's very interesting that you're saying that because I'm reading uh, the visions of Isabel Godi, oh, and and it, it really isn't. I mean, according to what she um, reported, right? So um, there was a, 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 a group work. It wasn't so much um, collectively, meaning um, in terms of meeting in on the flesh right so they they wouldn't meet uh because you know they were scattered along the land so it would be very difficult for them to travel sometimes to Mm. one place and of course they didn't want it you know exposed and all of that but they did a lot of work in the astral which is very interesting Mm. and they would gather that way which is um you know one of the theories about all of these um imaginary images of witches flying through the air in brooms Sabbatic, and it's really interesting because um, nowadays we do the same. 
which you know there is astral work uh, done, mm. and uh, the good groups and the groups that are actually well trained, they do that. They connect with each other, and they they can actually work without needing to touch fit yes. in the physical. Yeah, yes. that's the thing. So it's learn. really kind of in synchronicity with um, this historical version of it, which is you know for those of you who do not know who Isabel Cody was. Um, it was a Scottish, um, 17th century Scottish uh, witch, and, and it's one of the most accurate descriptions uh, and confessions to the... She's um, fascinating in the sense that I believe, if mm. I have it correct, hers, her um, confessions mm -hmm. were given without torture, exactly. which means that yeah. it was mm -hmm. not under psychological stress. Right, right, um, yeah. exactly. So it, it is one of the most incredible, um, and the fact is that um, uh, and Emma Wibley, um, Wilby, sorry, um, Emma Wilby, um, she, it is an academic work, and this is why the book is so really heavily you know, um, uh, expensive. It's really expensive mm. because it is an academic. It's, it's quite work. hard to find as well as I believe. Uh, so, yes, and and it's mm. it's really very hard to find. And um, but it is it is a work of the academic press of Sussex Academic Press. And, and it, but it, what she does is that she tries to find uh, other uh, contextualizing um, what she's saying into a broader you know uh, explanation of things. And it really is very interesting. It's a book that I really do recommend. Mm. But back into the coven work. <laughs> the question. Uh, yeah. Well, of course we, of course you can be a witch solitary. If you weren't be, if you couldn't be a witch solitary, it would be quite of a problem, wouldn't it? Right. But of course the Alexandrian mysteries and its core practices mm -hmm. is based on polarity and group work. Right. So mm -hmm. you wouldn't, uh, like we like to say that you would touch the magic, but you wouldn't mm -hmm. get completely exactly. immersed in it, yeah. Yeah, the complete experience right. because there's a part missing. Well, it is a work um, that requires uh, the both both of the of the poles of creative universe, isn't it? So it's the male and the female. And of course, you know, if if you don't have that, um, you can do it. You can you can do it um, either by yourself or with uh, other people. Um, that, let's just say, like a group of women, right? So they don't have a priest. They can do mm. it, and it's fine. But it, it it it's exactly what you said. You will only touch the magic, mm. so you won't you won't have the same impact, and the same work is not going to be done if if uh, just as if you had a priestess or a priest with you we're not going to go into in the inclusive thing now but i mm -hmm. will say this that of course polarity can be created between different it's not just gender but the mm -hmm. mysteries within traditional wicca mm -hmm. comes through gender polarity it doesn't right. come through different polarities mm -hmm. and that's where we leave it right exactly <laughs> So, uh, yeah, because I think we've spoken so much about that. There's still sometimes confusion over this. I think people just perhaps sometimes don't want to accept that. <laughs> yeah, know, I, I, like, I, I believe so. And it's it's fine. It's totally fine. It's fine. I think, I think that just... they have their own right of doing whatever they want. Um, and uh, what I don't understand is why they are sometimes so angry with the other people that, 
um, you know, do polarity work, <laughs> and, and, and 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 we we work Shaming this way. Us. So I don't know why 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 the anger, um, because yeah. there is space for everyone. If 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 um, you know they want to be inclusive and they want to do um, all of the inclusiveness, um, they can. It's wonderful, wonderful for them. Mm. Um, we're not inclusive, we're exclusive, and it was always like that. And, um, and we're happy with it, and, yeah. you know, we get on with our business. <laughs> yes, that's right, that's it. So yeah. I would say that a group, and to have a little bit of more um, in-depth uh, perspective onto this, uh, a group will, will develop a what we call a, a group mind, and, and of course, mm. you know, this group mind is going to be very, very helpful because, you know, there's the group when it, com when it comes together, it will develop a work that is working or have to be worked together, works together. So what, it's almost what, like an alchemy. That well, well, almost pushes, like an alchemy, yes, between yeah. the members. And of course, you know, they have to be in harmony. Uh, things have to be uh, worked uh, between. And there is this whole training on building this group mind. And of course, you know, when the group mind is built and is there then it's used as a tool of connection mm -hmm. and of work um, and it's through that that the work is done and it's really interesting because looking at um, the visions of Isabel Goldie um, it really is something that historically is accurate it was always mm -hmm. done as well so um, it, it, and it will enable people to actually work uh, in the astral which is uh, an interesting way of doing things so why is it important? Because it is it it really does um, work in a different way. Um, there is elements to it that are added because of the polarity mm. work, etc. That is not found in a solitary work or in a work within same gender, meaning uh, mm. between men or only or women only. Um, sometimes it does happen that a group will go into a men only or women only just because of circumstances. It's not because we want... <laughs> Yeah. Now yeah. we want just men. Sometimes it happens. That's <laughs> another thing, you know. Um, yeah. it's, uh, unfortunately, we'd love to have equal numbers like yes. that. You know, like yeah. Yeah. But we don't. Some sometimes it doesn't things. happen that way. And, and, yeah. and, if, and of course, you know, if you do have, happen to have that, um, then you will adapt the work accordingly and um, you won't Bright do... Bright will make use of it, doesn't it? Right, you know, you right. Wish. So, you, and again, you will touch the magic. It won't be you know, as the same as with, you know, the work will, the type of work will be different. It's totally different. It has mm. nothing to do. So in a way, I think that um, when people like the movement of inclus inclusiveness, and, um, um, inclusive Weka, um talk about these things, um, they, they really do think that we do not work. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you have three men or four women um, working together only and, uh, but what we do and the perspective of, of what we do is completely different from, oh, let's just work. You know what I mean? It's different from, I've for instance. I've heard some other traditions. You know. uh, it, well, there's not very many of them. Mm. But there is another tradition that cannot work without a priestess, which is, of course, quite different in the Alexandrian tradition. Right. We can. 
oh, it's not ideal, but there is a way to do it. Right. And it does not involve invoking the goddess on a priest. Right. <laughs> if anyone exactly. was wondering. Exactly. It does not involve that. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like yeah. you say, it's just a p perspective shift in the work. Right, right, right. Which so, is, which yeah, is interesting. Would you say that solitary work is Alexandrian as well? Or Alexandrian <gasps> would be, would have I would solitary work? I, th I would say that an Alexandrian could work solitary. Mm -hmm. It's what we said before. You, mm -hmm. you would have to be conscious that the magic you are, is, you will only be touching the magic. Mm -hmm. You won't be mm -hmm. able to bring the full experience in. And that's, that's kind of common sense. It's, it's right. like a, almost like the battery thing, you know, we speak right. about often. If you look at it coldly, um, that, that whole triangulation the one, the two, the three, the mini. You know, it's yeah. it's yeah. it's quite an a, a direct and obvious um, teaching within occultism. But yeah. you can work it, and you can experience. You can absolutely. Mm -hmm. I've mm -hmm. worked regularly, mm -hmm. solitary. Mm -hmm. You too. can have yeah. wonderful things, oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah. of course. But the ideal would be that working partnership, because mm -hmm. then, you know, something happens that just cannot happen as well. Right. By yourself. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, it's the two, um, you know, uh, the two in one and the one in two. And, and it, really, it really is very important for people to understand this because um, sometimes they don't understand the necessity of a group or mm. the necessity of the presence of polarity. Well, it's the same. Let's just say that it's the same exact um, principle that um, your mother and father had to be present in your conception. I, I mean, mm. you know, uh, nowadays there is like, you know, artificial, you know, insemination and all of that. But, but it still takes it's, two. It is takes two. So it is, it's, it is the exact same principle um, of yeah. creation. And of course, you know, um, you know, the question is, oh, can you create something by yourself? Yes, of course you can, but mm. it isn't the same and the, the, the technique or the work that it's developed is not the same. So I think where people get really confused, perhaps, and perhaps we can clarify this mm -hmm. nicely, is the fact that when we speak of the craft, especially within these podcasts and mm -hmm. when we're online we are obviously speaking of initiatory alexandrian witchcraft mm -hmm. yes. um there are of course types and forms of witchcraft that is probably best geared to the solitary practice oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. not the work that we do no it's a no. different type yeah craft so, well, well let's just go into explaining the title of the podcast because um uh, or mm. the name <laughs> craft <laughs> Um, it, it is just because uh, I didn't want it to give it a name that would be uh, too um, closed, meaning, you know, uh, very specific to one thing. Because we're, we're going to talk about a couple of things, and we just talked about, you know, for instance, traditional witchcraft, which is the, mm, the, the visions of Isabel Gold. As a whole. As a whole. But um, so to open up a little bit and to give us a little bit of um, a space to, mm. to pick up things from other things sources and things but um and including our conversations but the thing is that a cra craft craft it was it was always uh, the word that is and still is given to the work of traditional wicca and and you know of course other people use it as a definition of their own traditions which are not traditional uh, wicca but still um it is a reference to how things were actually named in 
in the old days. So the old days meaning, you know, 70s and 60s. So um, mm. it was always the craft, the craft and uh, witchcraft. So they, they always use that word. And I wanted to use it in a way that would not be too closed um, so that we could then Mm. talk about get it open a bit more different things yeah Mm -hmm. well um yeah but that's the thing that's the thing at the end of the day when we're speaking in the context of alexandrian witchcraft that's of course something different than uh someone who call it calls themselves a witch performing different types of work of course there are different solitary types of practices right um but um the work we're speaking of specifically here is um that very specific so let's, tradition. <laughs> yeah. let's take yeah. this into a very specific experience which i think that it is very good because you know I, I sometimes hear these podcasts which are very intellectual and very based into mm. these books and things like that but um but it's really very uh you know intellectual so let's take this out of the intellectual and get into the practice of it and and give the exa- your example actually which was you were in south africa working alone at the time and then you traveled to rio de janeiro to actually participate in a let's just say a happening uh, an event it was not really an mm. event but it was a it was a private um uh training so you you went from solitary to um it's not that you haven't experienced a coven before, of course you did, but um, but you were for a long time you were uh, doing um, the practice alone, and mm. then you just jumped into this group of people, which were Precisely. sixteen, right? Um, eighteen, I think. Yeah, um, it was a very big. It was group. big group, and which was an opportunity for everyone to get training. So everyone got together to get the training, and rituals were done every day at. Uh, at sundown and and it was really an experience how did you feel what was the difference between um your practice that was uh of course uh, you know um alexandrian uh, practice but it was a, a more solitary practice to the coming into this group of people that you didn't know because you, you haven't met them um but you how was that transition and the integration within the circle with a coven um that was an impromptu coven because that coven never existed before um mm. how was that for you that experience well speaking about the um people specifically um, it's a funny thing, I think, when witches, priesthood comes together, it doesn't matter if you know each other. The moment we walk into that circle, we all, especially if they're trained very well, mm-hmm. um, there's no moment of feeling like you, there's a flow to it, regardless that you've never met each other before, which mm-hmm. speaks a lot about the fact that the traditions, techniques are very well, very well put together. The circles are put very well together. Um, my transitioning into it, it's a different experience. Oh, <laughs> that's the thing. You get solitary Alexandria, which is absolutely, of course, not a made up thing that I'm saying now. <laughs> but my experiences by myself because of um, circumstance rather than choice. And then going into a circle of people, many you know, individuals, oh, it's completely different. It's not the same thing. Um, it's the same, exact same practices, but it's not the same um, experience at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a electricity, you know, it's what we like to call power, that 
happens when people get together with a common with a common uh, uh, level of teaching and mm. a common goal that really just brings through that magic very quickly mm. very mm. very quickly um yeah it's, it's it's quite a remarkable thing i think the biggest thing about it is the fact that even though you don't know these people it's you can feel the that touch i think of initiation that flows between everyone in the group mm. Mm-hmm. Now we have to clarify that this was a group of um, students um, um, that I teach, and they're all initiates. Um, at that point, it was a meeting that the the reason why we met was for initiations as well as for training um, yeah. for a whole week. So it was the whole week, intensive week of training in the morning at the sun comes up and copying um the book of shadows oh, it is, and, uh, you know. <laughs> those wonderful wonderful experiences of um magic all the time <laughs> no matter what you do <laughs> even <laughs> breakfast would be magical it's really you know we speak often about the fact that we don't allow the no socialize we really implement that no socializing rule and when you have a magical group coming together with a goal of training of experiencing the magic in the circle you really really see why you don't want to mix the social everyday things into that of which, course which, we went which is hmm? very interesting because we were all in the same house yeah um 24/7 and uh and you know it the everyday thing the bath the taking a bath or taking a shower or uh, you know, all of these, the eating and all of that, all of it was always surrounded by a consciousness of of uh, of magic. That that That's that exactly that, that house that that meeting was for a purpose. It was not. I think sometimes the you know we call it the no socializing rule, and it was called that from the beginning. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's a bit of a misnomer perhaps confusing people slightly mm. because it's not like we're sitting there rigidly not speaking at all i think it's this bizarre notion that that is how you know with this rigid bunch that just sit there and look at each other and only only speak the words of the ritual no know? yeah well that, the, the no socializing rule it's very interesting that you mentioned that because um, it really is something that people don't really understand how it works. It very, it's very foreign. It's a, it's a very strange, fairly alien to their own practices. And, and because of that, especially the, um, I've seen um, in the Gardnerian practice, they, they do, they really do socialize a lot. They, you know, they yeah, make, it's like you know, um, a social get together outside right, of outside coven outside of business. Coven business. And, and that it's is, a mis- yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's that's, a misunderstanding yeah. that that will tighten the group. Exactly. I made that mistake before in my life in previous covens outside of traditional Wicca, where you think, you know, the group itself will tighten and will be closer together if you do these social gatherings. The fact is that it absolutely takes it out of its context, breaks it down, and you no longer have that magical connection because you just had a barbecue with someone or you just it's it's taking it into the levels of mundane friendship i think honestly the only way you can really understand it is through experience i don't know if it is i really don't think that that, you know as much as we say it as much as we explain it 
And this was explained several times by different people, mm. including Maxine and other priesthood of the time. And it, it really, it, it really doesn't matter because people won't understand it. I think that the experience of it, it's the only way that people can see the difference. And, you know, it's just not, and, and as I said to you, you know, um, the Brazilians, uh, when I was with them, um, and, you know, s several people from Brazil, from another, from other traditions would say, you know, but, but we do that. We do gatherings. What we is, socialize. What is it? We socialize. We, yeah, we do, what is the difference the between the soiree, right? And, and you, can't, you can't exactly blame people for that because no. it do, I, I suppose it get con can get confused on the outside. Right. But it really is not the same thing no, in the experience. No, There's no. a consciousness that is missing. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Uh, I think that we covered everything, huh? About the cover. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we're doing very well in our podcast. That we're we're just had uh, the last episode featured again with fifty listeners, which is very very good. Um, we have around almost two hundred listeners, um, mm. listenings. Uh, meaning, we, I want to thank. We obviously want to thank all these listeners. Oh yes. and everybody's for um, their contributions, and yeah. questions. Wonderful. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's yeah, very it's rewarding absolutely. for our efforts here we'll see another episode soon um and just send your your questions and to one of us and or in the comments uh in there um in our podcast and um blessed be and i'll see you soon <laughs> blessed be kerrigan bye, bye everyone bye bye bye, bye. bye. bye.